first time you shit on the floor, you're horrified that you've done this, you know. But that second shit is so much easier to take. <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City comes a show that gives you a reason to live. <laughs> shit in, in protest right outside the bathroom door. In violent Brooklyn, even the mayor's leafy, high-toned neighborhood of Park Slope, the weed of petty violent crime is winding its way upwards. Just doors from de Blasio's home, two thugs pistol-whipped a woman. Pistol-whipped and an attempted robbery. Attacked while sitting in her car. The men were just driving past. They jumped out and stuck a silver barrel of a handgun in her mouth, demanding her cash. The terrified woman fell to her knees, clutching her purse. No, that's not what happened next. Set signaled to the gunman it was clobbering time. He clobbered her repeatedly in the head. The clobbered woman told police. She was checking Facebook when the man attacked. Now she has 13 staples in her head, two chipped teeth, and a hell of a lump. And she angrily noted there's cameras mounted outside de Blasio's home, but not everywhere. Oh well. Joining me now, Christian Vanigan. Oh my gosh. What a story. It's quite a story. Yeah. Now, is she saying that because they're like, how dare he have cameras outside of his house? Like, yeah, he's a nerve. She wants every, she wants a camera outside of every single person's house. That's right. She wants it outside her car. She wants, <laughs> everybody always complains about surveillance until the one, one thing happens to them not on camera and then they get pissed about it. Like, where's the, where the fuck's cameras? <laughs> uh, police are looking for a guy who's been spotted walking around Williamsburg with his genitals exposed. Just one? Beacon of cameras. <laughs> yeah, just one of his genitals. <laughs> a 26-year-old woman was walking near Jackson Street and Graham Avenue when she crossed paths with the man and noticed his penis was hanging out from his shorts. Actually, the story said his manhood, but I changed it to penis. Yeah. He didn't approach her or harass her. A detailed physical description of the man was not immediately available. Presumably a handlebar mustache. Uh a handlebar mustache also on his penis. I say, you know, using the term uh, as, uh, manhood was hanging out. They haven't gotten the memo that sex and gender are different in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> that is, One is not defined by their genitals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, man. That is such a heteronormative diss. So sis. Uh, violent, uh, in violent Brooklyn. Also, a Crown Heights dad allegedly shot his son in the foot last Thursday. 48-year-old Gilbert Woodford. Woodford shot his 28-year-old son as the culmination of a family squabble that started in their Carroll Street home. His son's a grown man. He didn't, like, shoot a toddler or anything. Uh, If he shot a toddler in the foot, that's pretty impressive aim, I would say. Toddler's got little feet. feet. You know, and and, and I I can see toddlers being more annoying. Yeah, yeah. Even more annoying than some than twenty eight year olds. Uh, they're unreasonable, you know. I mean, if you shoot a toddler, that'd be okay. But it started in their home. It spilled into the street, escalated to punches. Well, hey, don't bring a fist to a gunfight. Uh, Woodford pulled out a handgun, pulled the trigger. The younger man was shot in the foot, and he'll be charged with second degree assault. Don't bring a foot to a gunfight either. That's, apparently, <laughs> that's absolutely right. That's gonna. That was an awkward Father's Day. I bet this was last Thursday, and. I just bet you it was. Uh, there's not a there's not a card that says I still love you even though you shot me. Probably not on Thursday, in the in Manhattan, Port Authority police say two employees of a Ninth Avenue Chinese restaurant went berserk over a cash register dispute and beat up a customer over a dollar. 
One of them even used a stun gun to fix the 35-year-old customer's wagon. Happened around 9.30 p.m. A customer bought something from the menu, but then started to argue about his change. And then it uh, it escalated quickly, as they say. (laughs) This is a McDonald's, you say? This was like a Chinese restaurant. A Chinese restaurant, huh? Yeah. And, you know, it was odd that that it got out of hand so quickly. I tell you, these employees don't take shit anymore. I will say, I bet it was one of those really dingy Chinese restaurants, you know, uh, you know those ones that just have that basically have like the bulletproof glass or just have like the counter and like the really <laughs> disgusting orange booths you know the the plat the sort of uh, whatever you call that material uh, oh yeah uh, there is a word for that uh, like uh, the, the stuff you can come on and everything yeah exactly the kind you can wipe down easily in like the crappy like Kennedy fried chickens and stuff like that mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and yeah and, and I will say that there the amount of racial hostility that goes on in those low rent Chinese places because the stuff I've heard them, the many black and Latino uh, patrons yell at the Chinese people behind the counter (laughs) and the things I imagine they're saying in Chinese back at them. (laughs) I wonder why they feel so free to yell at them. uh, Is it their Chinese-ness, you think? Yes, yes. I I, I think absolutely that uh, black and Latino people, in my experience, uh, not black and Latino people in general, but black and Latino people in those sort of na- you know, uh, lower uh, economic bracket neighborhoods uh-huh. seem to have very little hesitation in... Uh <laughs> calling out Asians. Uh, yeah, especially when they, uh, yeah, right there in the Chinese restaurant, too. Yeah. And uh, they, uh, there's a high concentration of them there, I guess. Yeah, so there's, it's, like, you know, it's a broad generalization, <laughs> but I, I think that anyone who's lived in New York for more than six weeks can probably attest to that. Yeah, and there's always the, f- the pictures that are up on the wall, uh, usually a big mural of some sort, faded by the sun. <laughs> to the point... <laughs> You could barely make out what it was. Yeah, absolutely. It was a mountain scene, I think. I was a like, Greek? is this supposed to make me want to order these things? <laughs> <Is that? laughs> right, yeah. That's right, the menu, too. Like, you're like, wow, I can't even... Uh... But it's just, yeah, even if you can make it out, I was like, so everything is just a pale yellow? Yeah. Is that... <laughs> What a scene. Yeah. I, and and I, I tell you, I don't like too expensive of a Chinese restaurant anyway. I go to a Chinese restaurant. And I like the kind that, that uh, is not, you know, like uh, Times Square. What's the one down there? Uh, Ruby Foo's. Yeah, Ruby Foo's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. P.F. Chang is somewhere, you know. Yeah, it's okay. Ruby Foo's, but yeah. But Ruby Foo's expensive. Well, once you know that you can get lo mein for three twenty five, you do ask yourself, well, why am I paying $11 for it here? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's I know what this is and what it isn't. Yes. And unless these are somehow artisanal noodles uh, which I don't think they are they're not no. they're, they're they're the same old stuff and you can have it brought to your house for four dollars takes nine minutes mm-hmm. uh, by the time you that's from the time you think of wanting Chinese food <laughs> yeah it, it, you, you call and you go well there's no way they got that order right you know because they just say they hear it once they're like okay and then they they hang up they seem to get it right more often than not chinese people are very efficient they're good at hacking files they have all our information now you know uh did you you're aware i don't even have to order chinese food anymore they just they just bring it to me when they know i want it (laughs) that's that's how that's (laughs) That's how how efficient they are that's That's how how, hacked in they are yeah they know what the fuck christian wants a lot of metadata over at uh, golden dragon of uh uh most recently uh the one-man show and it's uh, about new york city 
and uh, it's the gorgeous mosaic the gorgeous mosaic hey, i saw that show i thought it was incredible thank you it's yeah. probably dead in the water but thank you well no well i hope it's not on. dead in the water it's just that i i it's a show about you know living in new york and whatnot and then literally two weeks ago i see a big thing about colin quinn's new show about new york city directed by jerry seinfeld it's like oh well <laughs> there goes all the oxygen in that room <laughs> you know Oof. and i love colin but it's just like if there are people who are going to be writing an article about someone doing a one-man show about new york i have a vague sense of where they're going to go for that yeah when people google one-man show new york city there you go yeah. it'll be about him you i mean what? you know oh. i'm trying to do a show specifically about people who move to new york and it's a i think it's a different kind of person yeah like, he grew up here there's a lot of people there's a lot of like you know hey from the streets in brooklyn blah 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 yeah. which to me does not describe the vast majority of new yorkers no. and certainly doesn't describe my experience as a new yorker no mine neither yeah and it's more interesting when you're coming from someplace else it's like uh it's like a jewish convert you know i, I chose to take this shit right yeah yeah no i've always thought that New York is a city that uh, is founded on a personality type more than it is like a specific economic or uh, ethnic background or economic background or whatever. It's like there's certain types of people who, who do well here and who are drawn here. Yeah. Yeah. Some of those people grew up in New York, but a lot of them didn't. Right. Of, you know. they're, not all, they're not all singing around a garbage can in Flatbush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Not playing stickball. <laughs> that's, stick, that's so funny because like I, I, we did a, a New York City crime report pilot back in 2013. It didn't, and it didn't, it's, it's, it's still in the works. You know? Yeah, yeah. But not it's, dead. It's, it's not dead. It's, no, no. <laughs> I didn't call it dead at all. But uh, what Colin, Colin did appear on it and he mentioned stickball. He started talking about stickball and the spot. Baldini and everything. Colin's yeah. great, but he did play stickball, yeah, just yeah. as you said. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> uh, I wonder if he ever had to get, uh, fight his way out of a situation in a Chinese restaurant. This guy uh, did. He, he he ran out after. This is a dollar. He complained about a dollar. He must have like it must have been the principal. You know what I mean? He must have just become enraged that these uh, that these people were giving him uh, his full change back. So uh, these 37 uh, year old Gary Zhang came from around the counter, and 41 uh, year old Robert Zhang started physically beating the customer he ran out the door they followed him and then they attacked him in front of the restaurant and they just and, and they gay rammed the stun gun uh, into the back of the victim's neck gay ram i don't know why i have gay rammed uh you, this like, is what you're reading from up. something that i <laughs> and they gay rammed <laughs> You've really got to stop smoking peyote before they you write these things. Gay rammed him. Uh, Catherine, uh, Catherine Acevedo, a Port Authority police officer, witnessed the attack. She was unable to stop it. The gay ramming continued. <laughs> The pair tried to flee on foot. She caught them. The stun gun was recovered at the scene. Uh, they'll be charged with assault, criminal possession of a weapon. Yeah, now, criminal gay ramming. <laughs> you can't gay ram. Misdemeanor people. gay ramming or is second it a second degree ramming? gay ramming? It, it's uh, it's got to hurt to be to have the stun gun. You know, I would imagine. Yeah. You've never been stun gun. I've you never, seem like kind of no, no, never. No. Let me ask you. Do you think I'm a sex predator? That's a very what. Huh? <laughs> I mean, do you think I'm a predator? I mean, if I've, if you think I've been had a stun gun fired at me, then okay. I'll, well, I'll, you have a lot of interesting stories. Uh -huh. You have a lot of odd stories. I mean, you never heard anything about me being a sex predator. No, to the best of my knowledge, you were not a sex predator. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. Well, I mean, back. I was going to bring it back to the Chinese food thing, but. When, when when I read like articles and they say it was all about a dollar, it's like I never believe that. I always believe that's what started as, mm -hmm. but it probably became something much 
weirder and more obvious why a fight would break out. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, like it absolutely. always starts with some dumb idiosyncratic thing. And then when they write the article, it's a lot, it pops a lot more when you, you know, distill it down to this ridiculous. Like, can you believe it was only after a dollar? No, it was because he called me a whatever, or, you know, he uh, spit on the counter or he did something else, you know? Yeah. He, yeah, he, he, uh, he, he walked away from it. You know, and like, you're right. People do that. It's always like, a, like uh, because of his urge for an egg roll, yeah. he ends up <laughs> getting gay rant. <laughs> well, comedians, we do that too. It's like we find the most absurd distillation of an incident, you know, because that's where the, the comedy is. Of course. Yeah. And so that's why that's the only way that I can uh, enjoy news coverage is through some sort of filter like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> otherwise, it's like, otherwise, every story would be like, eh, you know, it's a complicated world out there and people act in strange ways. And, yeah. You know. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, and and uh, it comes more about your manhood. Yes, that's right. Now, uh, a Wall Street financier uh, betted a sexy Swedish staff member, and you know when it when it was over a little too quickly for her taste, it left her feeling as if she might have. Uh, she, she just might have a case. 43-year-old Benjamin Way, wealthy. 23-year-old Hannah Boving, way sexy. The married Way, CEO of the New York Global Group, groomed the younger woman after meeting her in the Hamptons. Boving's lawyer says he hired her and then started a relentless campaign to have sex with her. But isn't that what we're all doing in some way or another? Relentlessly campaigning <laughs> to make sex. the world have sex <laughs> with us. Yes. Uh, I, I, put, I, tip, I put out ads, you know. <laughs> I, I have a sure. I have super packs. I've, you got to be <laughs> relentless. He had big plans for her, like professional opportunities and his penis. He uh, showered her with gifts, like some kind of bastard. Uh, he gave her a two thousand dollar Prada handbag. That takes nerve. He would take her on on trips, playing up the professional angle. But then uh, yeah, she'd arrive on the trip, arrive to the hotel. Guess what? One room for the both of them. Yep, the naive brunette fooled by the 43 year old wealthy financier. So she had, oh, sorry. Uh, no, you're good. Yeah. So she had uh, no suspicion when the, the Prada handbag that, that maybe this wasn't a pr- sort of classic boss employee nothing, relationship. No, nothing clued her onto that. Yeah. <laughs> when she, he, he's running, he rents our apartment down in Tribeca, uh, Tribeca pays for that. She's like, Oh, that's normal. That's certainly, I deserve that. Uh, what did he hire her to do? What, like, what was her job? Boy, that's a good question. Staff member, I think, uh, you know, whatever he wanted, an assistant, I guess, you know. Uh, you know, it's funny that you should bring that up. She speaks five languages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not so naive. This is according to defense attorney Glenn Colton. He painted a different picture. She didn't tell a soul about the sexual incidents until after she was fired. And Colton said she extorted her ex-boss. She said she would go to law enforcement and report the rape if he didn't settle the case. Well, what happened is they went back and had consensual sex at her place, and it was over in two seconds, she said. Two se- or two minutes. Not two seconds. That'd be ridiculous. Two minutes. And, and, and then because it was over so quickly, <laughs> so, she really felt taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. So she, was, she, re- she wanted him to make sweet love to her and really wear it out. Love her all night long. Love, give, her, give her that good love and give her that break, good, break of dawn. That good uh, 
Asian man uh, loving. You know, Asian men, I believe, you know how black men have larger penises, like on the average, according to, uh, you know, like I go Google it, you know, you'll find it. <laughs> according to my own personal <laughs> research on the subject. <laughs> I think like it's a, let me tap it into my phone right now. Look at that. Yeah, bigger dicks. <laughs> according to my internet history. <laughs> according to my the palm of my hands that I'm holding up. They also, a, Asian men have smaller penises is what is, is, is the corresponding thing. And then like people like you and me, right in the middle, you're not Asian or black and neither am I. So we would I'm have offended that you would assume I'm not neither <laughs> Asian or black. I'm transracial myself. I'm, all, I am, I'm, I'm a black woman. And, uh, that's why I can say some of these things. Um, she's, uh, what do you think? Uh, uh, the, she has a black boyfriend. And so Benjamin way came into the apartment he was running for her and, and found the guy, the guy's naked in her bed. And then he fired her two hours later. So, uh, that, so wait, he, the boyfriend came home. No, 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 he see uh, the boyfriend was in bed, the black man with the woman in the, but the financier found her and her boyfriend in bed and then fired. Oh her. my God, you're in bed with your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, is that what happened? Yes, that, yes, yeah, yeah. That's, so he thought he was special. He thought he was the only one. And yeah, yeah. And by mentioning it, uh, the, the fact that he's black, I think they were trying to make him sound racist. Yeah, there really is no like. What what is the reason to include that fact in yeah. there? Yeah, they, her attorney included it. I think to just just to plant the seed, you know, just to plant <laughs> in, it. In my client's defense, she was fucking a black dude. That's basically. <laughs> <laughs> People go, oh yeah, I could see that being. <laughs> yeah, he has a blog that he uses to spread salacious uh, lies about her. Uh, that she's a prostitute and hangs out with cocaine dealers, right? <laughs> the upstanding people who rip off people for in, billions of dollars. In an industry right. fueled by cocaine. <laughs> I know she hangs out with cocaine dealers. She procured it for me. That was her function. How do you think I got my hookup? <laughs> Hey, you know, Russell Simmons uh, speaks for the black community. He's called for the creation of a special prosecutor to investigate police-involved shootings, and now the hip-hop mogul says Mayor de Blasio is a punk and a bitch. Yeah, that pissed me off. Yeah? That pissed me off. First of all, because On behalf of punks and bitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's just, first of all, it's... Uh, the mayor does not rule by fiat. Like, the mayor just can't decide, like, hey, from now on, I'm going to just create this entirely other wing of city government that hasn't existed before. And, you know, I mean, would it be a, would I think that would, do I think that would be a good thing at the end of the day? Yeah, I do. I mean, that's why there's that whole fight about having an inspector general, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. is someone who is, and I understand that, that, that when, uh, you know, the police are accused of a crime, it is very difficult when the people who are charged to prosecute that crime rely, may rely on that exact same officer mm -hmm. for something else in a different case. Like yeah. that is yeah, crazy. The, yeah. yeah. You know, and so the, he's right in his analysis of this situation, but the idea that like de Blasio is being bitched because he hasn't, you know, fixed that. I don't think it's because he's being punked out by William Bratton. Like yeah. that's, <laughs> It's just it's just such a dumb way of looking at government like you know that like anything that doesn't happen that I think should happen means you fucking really, suck. Yeah, and it really cranks up the heat on 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 uh, De Blasio too because he relies on the black vote and uh and and if if you know people are going to listen to Russell Simmons yeah, for who, sure. Who who's the mayor who you think is going to get that done? Show me that guy. Yeah. Like like who <laughs> show me the guy who you think would be better yeah. for for the things that you claim are important to you. Maybe they should make Russell Simmons the special investigator. Maybe that's 
We call him the special investigator. He has a speech impediment. Does he really? Oh, he has a bad lisp. Listen to him talk. He has a very bad speech impediment. I had no idea. He said he ran on a promise of pushing uh, progressive issues, but he hasn't delivered. That's so crazy. He absolutely, ha- I mean, you may you may say he hasn't delivered on everything. You know, nobody delivers, you know. Most people deliver, don't deliver on very much at all. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting one out of three promises out of the, your elected official, I mean, that's probably above the average. That's stunning, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, but it's, it's, uh, yeah. Like he promised the, uh, what do you call the, the stupid uh, horses, you know, he was going to get that done week one, right? Mm. The, the, you know what I'm talking about? Oh the my horse, God, do I? Carriage, I, you know? I do a very, not very well received stand up bit about it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your take? Because people just don't give a shit. They are inhumane, mostly to people trying to get across Midtown during rush hour, mm-hmm. that they're just in traffic and. They're just oh, clogging up 59th in, Street. Inhumane to people. Yeah, yeah. They're inhumane <laughs> to people. And that they're stupid and that people think that you're magically transported back to the Gilded Age. Just You're still in 2015 in your shitty carriage. And it's fun to look at the face of a dad in the back of a horse carriage because he knows he's been ripped off and he's furious about it. Can't <laughs> believe he's doing it. And, and that no they choice. say that it's beloved. There's a Liam Neeson saying it's a tradition beloved of all New Yorkers. I don't know anyone who's ever ridden a horse carriage <laughs> ever that lives here. <laughs> No, it's one step above three card Monty. The, 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 it's, it's above three card Monty and below Asian woman selling bootleg DVDs. He's a person. The one thing that I think Russell Simmons is right about and that he's responding to is that there is something about de Blasio that just does not convey strength and confidence and like there's something about him he has sort of a hodor quality mm. uh like he's i think part of his bike because he is so freakishly tall i know that really big people sometimes feel like they have to be sort of like high-pitched and deferential because otherwise they freak people out mm. like he's just he's very kind of like he's a little slumped over like he never you never really feel like he's standing up totally straight and really? like you know oh, I, I think that there's something he doesn't have that sort of booming fuck you I'm gonna do it my way that as liberal as New York is they do respond to that even like Bloomberg who's not like a fuck you guy had that sort of thing of like yeah 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 I'm doing it my way I'm smarter than you yeah. and de Blasio seems very much like a let's all talk about this it and people respond to that by calling him a bitch and a punk. Yeah, you're right. It wasn't a, he doesn't have a booming, uh, or a Bloomberg wasn't a booming fuck you kind of, he was just more like, well, fuck you. I don't, I mean, yeah, I, I, I really didn't even want to hear that your opinion on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm doing what I'm going to do and fuck you. He knew yeah. something about managing the whole crime thing too. You know what I mean? Like they think crime is creeping back up. I mean, they're, the numbers say it. I, I don't believe those numbers. I really don't. I believe that is, down? I believe it is. And it's also the New York post they, that, that it feeds the narrative that they want to feed, which is that we're entering the battle days mm-hmm. you know and i remember when well, I the numbers this, are undeniable but, but it would have to be with the cooperation of, of compstat no the it is, they are they are deniable because the numbers i remember specifically there's one number that they said uh rapes are up uh or murders are up 600 percent in one district it's like okay yeah because this year there have been six last year there was one yeah, so, I mean, okay. but that's technically right. Yeah, of course it's technically right, but it is it is a <laughs> it is a completely bogus. I don't think that De Blasio has been in office long enough, or has had a direct an impact on people's daily lives that that would represent itself statistically that ridiculously yet. Yeah, do, do you know what I mean? That it's just sure. like a not. I, you know, what I mean, if five years from now all of a sudden it was like really getting crazy, it's just not enough time. It's only been two two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't think that it's not like people are like, wait, who's mayor? 
oh, I'm going to go out and rape somebody. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> like, <laughs> sure. But then again, though, I mean, it, there, there is, like you said, there's a tone set and, and there's a, there's a kind of like they were hoping to just make it like, hey, let's all be friends with the community. Let's make the police force be friendly with the community. And I just don't think that that is going to be that quick of a turnaround. I don't even know if that's possible. You know, I mean, it's, they it's, do, it's a game of inches. Yeah, I, it's a game of inches. And every time, you know, five years of legitimate attempts at sort of uh, having better relations with the community can be completely destroyed by one Eric Garner video. Yeah. And, uh, so if and you, also just like you were saying, a tone gets set. You know, if, if, if you live in a neighborhood where the building has all the windows broken, it's going to make you feel like, well, fuck it. Well, let's throw my shit on the ground and, you know, I live in a crappy area, so fuck it. Yeah, you know, you know it's like, have you ever uh, had a situation with roommates where you had to like, uh, you know, have like a, uh, you know, uh, wait for the bathroom, you know? Yeah. And then, and then like, uh, you just go, fuck it. And, and you just shit on the floor, you know? Well, that, <laughs> I, I know what you mean. It's like, well, if you're not going to pay attention to this, why should I? But yeah, know? well, the first time you shit on the floor, you're horrified that you've done this, you know, but that second shit is so much easier to take. <laughs> 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 shit in protest right outside the bathroom door in violent Brooklyn crime time one seven one eight Brownsville Brooklyn the housing property getting taken insurance thugs trying to steal with dishonesty your husband got shot they won't honor the policy I talk about Omar Murray 37 fatally shot he returned home from the grocery store he was on his way back he was bringing food back to his wife 27 year old Alicia Noel who was recovering from gallbladder surgery and uh, he did but he was insured for a lot of money, six hundred eighty grand. Now, did it say that one of the guys she was romantically involved with, or because she said that she didn't know them? Mm-hmm. I read that article. There's but, some dispute over that. Like yeah. they say, that a report says she arranged the hit to get the insurance money, and saying uh, that she romantically was involved with one of the killers. Now, uh, the, and then the, and then they just they just mentioned that and sort of moved on. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Which uh, I guess it depends on on which side you then you believe the paper is on. Well, but I feel like. 2015 it's it's pretty you can pretty clearly establish a connection between two people via cell phones and whatnot it's like it seems like it should be pretty obvious whether she did in fact know this guy or not i mean mm-hmm, mm-hmm. unless they were really the, the suspicious thing what is three months after she got the policy that the dude died that's what it said that it they got the policy quickly, yeah. yeah and well one one they had had for several years the major one and then they, oh, they okay. had another 150 grand and she says i didn't even know what was on there uh the, and uh they're, they're saying that, that that she's suing the the national benefit insurance company saying that they have unreasonably withheld the payout for her husband's death she's never been charged and uh now last month Met- metropolitan life says they're not gonna pay her she's been uh, even though uh she has. They say she hasn't been ruled out as a suspect. How do you get ruled out as a suspect? I guess. Yeah, I don't know whose side you take on this. The the potential murderer or the shitty insurance company that's looking for any possible reason not to pay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I haven't been ruled out either. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like you feel terrible if she's this widow. Her husband just got shot. But it's possible she could be the killer. And well, yeah, I mean, your first saying. your first instinct is that oh yeah, she definitely did it. But it's like based on what? Just because I watch Dateline a lot. Yeah, they <laughs> said it. that's really the only reason. Like. <laughs> yeah, you think that there's just no suspicion, right? And yeah. but with insurance companies, there's just an awful lot of suspicion. A uh, Manhattan landlord is harassing an old woman, hassling her. He's uh, she's or rather she's lived in the same apartment for 50 years, and her landlord, her landlord claims she's a hoarder and a crazy cat lady, and they further accuse her of dumping kitty litter down the toilet, living in a dirty and grimy apartment, entering neighbors' homes uninvited and antisocial behavior, unquote. 
saying, uh, including she rides the elevator approximately 100 times per day without getting off. How many times do you have to ride the elevator before well, you I mean, get off? Have you ever been in an elevator? It's pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Know. It doesn't get me off though. <laughs> where do, where does she find the time? You know, it also says she follows. Well, you know how, how long it takes women to get off. Yeah, you know, that's, that's right. for me, it probably the five or six rides in the elevator would do it. But she needs a hundred. The older they get, <laughs> I think it takes even longer. Uh, they say women, it's like a like like guys are like a microwave, and then women are like uh, like a I guess more like a, a stove, or like sometimes they're like frying an egg on the this sidewalk. Is not, this is not you, a very good metaphor you've you come up you, with. You can only do it like once a year. <laughs> uh, who, who says that? They, you know, they say that? Something widely that? said. Yeah. <laughs> like for men, it's instant. For, I, what, yes, what is it that I, I they know. need exactly? You know? I mean, what is it that you have to like really, like, you have to kiss them first, right? You have to, I think that it's just not a purely physical thing that it's, uh, you know, um, I think that as a man becomes more and more excited, the conscious part of his brain recedes into a uh, backup role. <laughs> like basically everything other than the parts of you that are not entirely. I think sometimes that's overstated that got like there are a lot of times where I've been having sex where my mind will wander or I'll think like, am I into this or, you know, like there's uh, <laughs> but definitely men are harder to break out of that once they're in that mode. I think with women, it is generally speaking, probably a lot easier for them to just fall out of the mood than it is for a guy. Right, yeah. That's why it's harder to be a cunt tease because, like, they're, you know, they're just eager to just, like, okay, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. That's fine with me. I was, like, <laughs> was kind of hoping this wouldn't I, work out. I barely wanted to have sex with you in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But the other way around, yeah, once you activate that sequence, and, it, you know, you could, uh, you could see something uh, on television and then you just, uh, you're going to have to have sex. Uh, well, stop talking now about that you know <laughs> yeah well this woman likes to ride that damn elevator uh and she also follows building employees around for hours at a time i don't know how she's getting all this done 73 year old marianne samiltoff and she's going to combat her eviction using a lawsuit that's right she's been there more than 50 years she says i only have two cats Fuck you, people. Uh, her lawyer, Edward Kramer, in an affidavit, says her place is orderly, clean, and well-kept. There's no odors of cats or anything else, he added. No odors of cats. I don't think that's possible. I'm taking the middle path here. I'm taking the fact that she probably is incredibly annoying mm -hmm. and high-maintenance and ridiculous. Get her out, you say. But probably should not be kicked out anyway. Let Sometimes you have annoying. to accept the fact that there's a crazy old lady in your building and you just have to deal with that. I, well, you know why they don't want to deal with it? It's because they're only getting $972 a month for yeah. that place. And it's a two-bedroom, a two one-and-a-half bathroom <laughs> apartment with 15-foot ceilings. It would rent Get her out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know if they have a listing agent there? $4,000 a month. Four grand. Sells for a million. Jesus Christ. I, I will say they, they have a picture of her in the article. And man, if she didn't want to look like a crazy cat lady, they did the wrong picture. They, they literally, if you were to look up crazy cat person... It is not a flattering photo of her emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. From the post, uh, that very paper where you, where you saw that photo, it says the soft-spoken woman denied her landlord's depiction of her as a crazy old woman uh, as she showed uh, the post her clean, albeit trinket-filled apartment. <laughs> yeah. They referenced it being trinket-filled. Yeah. It looks like a lot of probably Hummels and stuff like that. 
Why don't you take your trinkets and get the fuck out? <laughs> you old bag, you old elevator riding bag. That's what they're saying. Well, they yeah, I, I want to I hear from one of the other tenants. I want to hear from somebody who doesn't have so much skin in the game. Yeah, that, you know what? That's a great idea. That's maybe, you know what? I wonder if we can discover this address and just go interview oh God, a couple of these totally, people. Totally, dude. Hey, how about this lady? Dude, you need to do some <laughs> field field pieces. I think you're right. I think it's time. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Uh, he says it's not the first time her landlord has schemed to get her out. Two years ago, when she returned to her home after visiting her sick mother, she arrived at her door to discover that the owners had changed her locks. It was unbelievable. First of all, it's against the law. Sometimes I get a little upset, she said. My friend said, don't lose your sleep, because whatever will be, will be. What a charming immigrant-sounding way to express <laughs> if yourself. eviction happens to be, it will be. Oh, by the way, I think it does have the address in the article. Does I it? remember, yeah. Oh, boy. Well, get ready for that. Oh We're going to talk some of these tenants and get to the bottom of this business. Yeah. How about this lady? What about this elevator business? Dude, get in the elevator and just see if she's in there with you. I mean, you think she's like knocked it down a little bit, you know, now she's, trying, she's trying to put 30 or 40 a, tops. Now she already got rid of 15 till cats heat, till the heat goes away. <laughs> a road raging Brooklyn man used a machete to slash the side of another man's car inside the Holland tunnel. 29 year old Joel Estevez got into an argument with a 49 year old man as the two of them approached the tunnel. They were driving in the tunnel toward New Jersey when Estevez leaned out of his window and slashed at the 2013 Toyota's door. Slash at a 2013 Toyota. Wow, that takes nerve. The victim tailed the machete-wielding wacko and got his license number. Police caught up to him the following night at his Brooklyn home. That must have been frustrating. What? So you figure you made it. You oh, know? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally got away with my slashing. <laughs> I slashed that guy's he Toyota. He just left seeing Mad Max. That's yeah. what it was. was oh. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I bet you anything. That's when... He- <laughs> All right, we're not he taking sprayed a silver spray paint in his face, and then he slashed him with a machete. How about this guy? Uh, like a road rage. This guy's taking it up. And wh- I like the idea that you'd like uh, you have the machete in the car the way you might have like an ice scraper or you know like a jack. You know, it's like all right, in case of emergency, do we have do we have the machete in the car in yeah. case the the, the the door slasher <laughs> in case anyone says anything negative to me <laughs> yeah and like in case there's any smart asses out here <laughs> on the road to new jersey today from new york city i i think that like when people take it up to physical stuff over over a, you know what i mean like a car thing like that i always say that's like a terrifying person because that's a person who has no impulse control whatsoever yeah you don't want to get involved here you know what I mean? That's like somebody's got emotional problems. You know when somebody says, "Hey, I'm really mad, therefore I'm gonna like, and, like this is gonna become part of your day now, part of your life." Well, and that's the problem sometimes. You know, with uh, people with nothing to lose. You know, I mean, this guy's obviously just a bonkers person, but it's like not to mm-hmm. not to get all macro on this, but people talk about you know terrorism. Like, why would anyone join ISIS or why would anyone blow themselves up? It's like you don't know how shitty their fucking lives are and how little they have to lose. You know, it's like, and that's the problem with getting to a fight with somebody when you realize like, Oh, you're totally willing to have your life change today. Mm-hmm. I'm not, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to, you're, you're literally willing to make today the day that you go to prison for the rest of your life. I'm, this is not that important to me Yes, because <laughs> I have things that are yeah. nice. It's just better things to do. I yeah, have yeah. dinner plans tonight. <laughs> there was a, the woman who tried to murder me once, uh, when I was trying to get rid of her, I was like, uh, Hey, look, we gotta like go our separate ways here. And she's like, Oh yeah, really? And she goes like, listen, you don't understand. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I could see, I was like, oh, you got me there. 
(laughs) (laughs) I kind of give a fuck. Damn. I was forced to reapproach that in a different way. You know, I gave her, uh, I gave her uh, money. She asked for money. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She goes, "If you give me two hundred and fifty dollars, you'll never see me again." And I gave it to her. She stuffed it in her bra and went and sat on the couch and read a magazine. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You you literally did what they say never to do. You know, which is, uh, you know, uh, to pay ransom. You know, because appeasement then, policy. Yeah, appeasement. You know, cause, mm-hmm. like oh, now I know I can own you. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, wow. <laughs> Next thing you know, she's she's slashing your door. Yeah, well, he's uh, busted, and he was busted about a year ago as well for forcible touching and endangering the welfare of a child. And it doesn't say if there was a machete involved. Machete. Meanwhile, a Staten Island plumber who won the lottery is being sued for opening his door in front of a Park Slope cyclist. 56-year-old Anthony Perosi Jr. hit it for $136 million. How about that? Mm. He took a $39 million lump sum payout after tax. That's what he had. Uh, that's You lose a lot, don't you, when you take that lump sum yep. in tax. 40-year-old Del uh, Pasqua is the cyclist. He's a designer, a design director for the music streaming site Spotify. Who just wiped out Groove Shark, I guess. They're not around anymore. He doesn't specify an amount, but according to the Post, he noted he could go after the $16 million cut the plumber gave his son. How jazzed was that dude when he found out that the guy was a lottery winner? Yeah. Like, oh, this just got, my injuries just got a lot worse. Yes. <laughs> I can't move my arm. I will say, as a cyclist, um, uh-huh. I, I find bike when i'm driving i find cyclists incredibly annoying and when i'm on a bike i find drivers incredibly annoying so there's but people are assholes as you said yes but the i do think that it's something that people like socially we need to beat it into people's heads that you just have to take a look out your door before you open it just just take a quick glance the way you would if you were getting out onto a busy street you would look and make sure there wasn't a car that's going to come by and clip you and and that's not necessarily anybody's fault it's something i feel like there needs to be like a public campaign for five years like that to be some rhyming little phrase you know yeah that's yeah uh, i like that yeah yeah that's i like that a lot some sort of a rhyming phrase yeah. Like, uh yeah don't, you're gonna uh, you you um he's gonna be pissed if he's a hurt cyclist there you go yeah <laughs> it really rolls off the tongue <laughs> just a first attempt <laughs> you know, uh, some kind of something that rhymes with door, I guess, yeah, you know, right. like a horror or no, there's no bike psych. <laughs> no, that's, that's worse. Even. It, it makes no sense. It really even. There's even, no logical there's sense. No, at all. But it's so fun to say. Yeah. That's the thing. It has to be, there's no bike psych. <laughs> yeah. Then you can get out. Yeah. Yeah. You just look over your shoulder. Psych. <laughs> he says, uh, Perosi, this is the plumber acknowledged opening the door on the cyclist. Um, Pasqua, but uh, he scoffed at his injuries, saying, uh, "This is what he said. He's a you know, plumber, Staten Island plumber. He says uh, he barely left a scratch on my door." <laughs> It's, this is one of those that just, it, it's, it, not only is it, uh, it's just a perfect class war deal. Yeah, know? yeah. Park Slope cyclist, some guy who probably grew up upper middle class or, you know. Or, Staten you know, Island plumber. Yeah, yeah. Who just happens to be a multimillionaire. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really is perfect. It does. It's an inverted slobs versus snobs story. It is, isn't it? Finally, these Park Slope cyclists will have their way uh-huh. over these Staten Island plumbers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like reverse Caddyshack. <laughs> 
Uh, just across the river in Bayonne, New Jersey, three people were shot during a Father's Day party. That's what you get for having a Father's Day party. Yeah. It's not supposed to happen. It's not a party occasion. Yeah. You start throwing parties dad for Father's Dad wants a Father's Day party. No. Dad wants to be left alone on Father's Day. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And it's... I guarantee you this is something that the father didn't even want. I was like, Ugh, I, we've, we've, we're throwing you a big Father's Day party. Really? Okay, sure. Yeah. I, I was just go gonna do but, that. Uh, <laughs> I just want to drink in my underwear. <laughs> yes. Well, hey, it's been exactly eight days since the last attack by Mr. Talented. Uh, his, his activity has quietened uh, down quite a bit. 25 year old Tyrell D. Shaw, 5 foot 11, brown eyes, black hair, weighed about 150 pounds. I say weighed because he's dead. Oh, Mr. Talent. Uh, Mr. Talented, uh, he's committed suicide. Yes. And well, not according to him. He says it wasn't a suicide. He, he says it's a, it's a murder. He staged it so someone else would murder him. Someone murdered him with an elevator. I think it was the crazy cat lady. <laughs> <laughs> she writes that damn thing a hundred times a day. Of course there's a connection. Chances are it was her. But yeah, this this is... Have you talked about this guy on the show yet? Well, the last two episodes were yeah. almost dedicated to him. Okay. Mr. Talented, his, his WordPress site, which has recently been heavily viewed... <laughs> It's a WordPress, Mr. Talented deal. Uh, Google it. He's the suspect in a series of attacks on Asian women, each carried out with a simple homemade weapon, a plastic bag with something hard in it. And uh, they've been looking for Shaw. His relatives kind of fingered him. Thanks, family. From the New York Times, they say they became increasingly concerned after a post appeared on his blog describing his infatuation with Asian women claiming a connection to the crimes and outlining uh, his at- intention to end his life. I could see where that would in- arouse concern. Slight red flag there. In the mind of Mr. Talented, the attacks are merely a game. Oh, the nose game is what he called it. And, uh, you know, he creates crappy bow ties out of dice and sells them. He calls himself an artist. He stalks and attacks Asian women. He calls it the nose game. Mr. Talented's chief talent was probably coming up with outlandish euphemisms <laughs> <laughs> to rationalize. <laughs> When I think of Mr. Talent. Talented is a pretty sweet name, though, I will say. <laughs> the, the audacity, right? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> I am Mr. Talented. That's Mr. Talented to you. Yeah. Uh, well, so how about this? He, he, he was, and the details are still coming in, but it was reported in the Post today. Uh, let's see, I have that around here somewhere. Can I just quickly say one of my favorite jokes? Uh, Leo Allen used to tell a joke. Where, I don't. I'm paraphrasing wildly. Where he said, uh, "I was at a hotel and I saw and Mister Mister was staying there, and he and I said, hey, Mister Mister,' and the guy said, "That's Mister 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 to you." <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have here in the post today. This is the story. This is this is straight out. This is hot off the fucking press. A man who threatened to commit suicide after allegedly attacking a series of Asian women was found hanging in the basement of an Upper East Side apartment building on Monday. Wow, the body of Tyrell Shaw, who ranted in hateful blog posts, found dead around 3 p.m. Uh, it was uh, wow. And if you want to check that out on the on the big tour, seventy seven sixty six Madison Avenue. Yeah, uh, the residents reported a pungent smell. He's a Mister Pungent Smell now, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Mister Talented. He penned suicidal rants. He detailed his obsession with Asian women. And he posted selfies with celebrities like Adam Sandler and Tracy Morgan. He must have been good friends with them, right? Oh, I'm sure, of course. Yeah, they hung out with them all the time. It's, when you have a picture and it's you smiling and then the celebrity is kind of like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's their buddies. Leaning the other direction. Mm. Uh, 
inform NYPD they could stop searching for me because I'm going to commit suicide, he wrote. Apparently he did that. Apparently he did that. He allegedly uh, approached the victim to strike him. That's the end of... It's thunder. Mr. Mr. Talented. Yeah. Well, so wait, did you say exactly how he did it with the elevator? Because I think that's interesting. They found him in the shaft. His his his. Uh, what he what he said he was going to do was fix up uh, something that when somebody went up, it would like uh, yeah. hang him. He wanted yeah. to hang himself, and he, that he hung himself. But but I think they're not detailing it too much because they don't want other people to do it. Copycat crimes. I mean, I will say it's pretty creative. It is, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, he he like hung a noose to the bottom of an elevator shaft because when an elevator is on the bottom floor, there's still like five or six feet, you know, underneath it, and so somehow he got into the elevator shaft and then just waited until someone took the elevator going up. <laughs> it's Christ! He, I mean, he's not called Mister Talented for nothing. <laughs> you go, man. This elevator <laughs> smells <laughs> awful. This is a Madison Avenue elevator. That would be a nice building. What, what are you, like just what it was like when you're just standing there waiting like uh, somebody ride this elevator oh shit it's happening yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's if you don't have the guts to just jump off a chair I guess you know? yeah I mean why not but he's uh, this is a picture he looks so goddamn happy you know he's smiling oh, I, mean, I sold a bow tie I just, innocent days I just hit a lady in the face <laughs> probably, well Asian ladies can breathe a little easier now can't they Except the ones that got hit in the face. That well, they they still have trouble. They have trouble with their. (laughs) (laughs) I I will say like the his whole screed about like I've talked to fifteen hundred Asian women have never given me the time of day and blah blah. blah. It's like there is. I get frustrated with the way women act sometimes and the way you know there are certain trends in general that 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 behaviors that women exhibit that annoy me. And then I see what men are like and I'm like, you know what? I'm do it, do whatever. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like this idea that, you know, like I've talked to them and they like somehow you deserve to have a woman respond to you. It's like, who the fuck are you? Why you just walk up to some random woman in the street. Why in the world would she owe you anything? Mm -mm. Yeah. And you're, yeah, not only that, but I mean like, uh, to blame it on racism and foment racial discontent that already exists anyway. Don't, don't fan those flames just because you don't have any game. <laughs> and then besides, get online. There's lots of people. Yeah. I said, you know what? Order an Asian woman. You can get them. You can just have it delivered to your fucking house. And then if you don't like her, tell the fucking, uh, you know, the uh, what do you call it, immigration. They'll take her away. You have this all figured out. It's just he just took, he took a hard path. I think suicidal people are going to find their way to suicide. I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I always feel like everybody has the kernel in them. And all it takes is one particularly rotten day. I, don't really? know. I mean, well, maybe maybe it reveal too much there. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've had enough rotten days already. You've vetted. You're fine. You've, <laughs> you're a survivor at this point. Uh, and you can hear a lot of those stories in your New York. Uh, uh, the the uh, it's called the wonderful the mosaic. gorgeous mosaic. I know it's it's a real it's a real catchy title. <laughs> yeah, the gorgeous mosaic. It's it's a it is meaningful, but yes. why? But why that? You know. Well, it's 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 that's how when. When I was in high school and uh, David Dink 
Hopkins was mayor. Like that's how we used to describe New York City as as like you know that they're all different colors and different shapes and sizes or whatever. But when you look at it as a whole, it creates like a beautiful picture. Quoting Dinkins, the greatest mayor of all time <laughs> for for this particular brand of podcast. <laughs> New York City, yes, the kind that sort of inf- yeah. He said, you know what? We're, we want to promote criminal activity to some degree. <laughs> I'm going to go visit a drug dealer. Uh, and he to, was just too genteel for the job. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't around then. I don't know anything. I mean, I, I mean, I was 19 years old. Like, why the hell would I understand yeah. anything? All I know is that Dinkins is the one that, like, uh, you know, he's, he's he's not well regarded um, no. by by most people, New Yorkers who. who I think, think he's well, back. well regarded as a human being. Kind of like Jimmy Carter in, in the sense that it's like mo- a lot of people stand up for him as being the right kind of person morally, mm-hmm. but not equipped well, to... Well, you just couldn't really uh, get the job done as far as... That's the worst yeah. Jimmy Carter person. <laughs> that <sounds> exactly <laughs> fucking like him. Why were you doing the I'm Bill gonna, Clinton thumb, uh, though? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. It's a generalized, like, Southern thing. That's how Democrats talk. <laughs> they have a... He's, he's, he's doing the Bill Clinton thumb as we speak. Try a, to do it without the thumb. Can you thanks, do it? Thanks for calling me out there. They, uh, they, they would have had no idea. <laughs> I was doing the Bill Clinton thumb. You know, if you ever want to see if a woman do something funny, uh, get her to do an, an impression of, of former President Bill Clinton. To, to say that, you know, I didn't have sexual relations with that woman. Uh, it, it, it's so fucking funny to me. I never get tired of it. Any I've woman, never, I've never tried that. Say before. do do it, do it legitimately as good as you can do it. Try to sound like Bill Clinton. Do you know? And they'll do the thumb, and and it's just it's. I don't know what it is about it, but it just makes me laugh. <laughs> and I'm gonna make a compile a video of that as well. Uh, and and I want to say this might shed some light on the workings of the mind of this complicated, sensitive criminal blogger. By the way, if you're a criminal with a blog, you know. What is, is there any different world? There's now, no, no greater enemy of society. He <laughs> says, I've been rejected by women my entire life. Capitalized women, by the way, uh, which is, I think, important. He says, I never understood why, but whenever I stopped to woo, I always ended up getting the same excuse every single time. First of all, your language sucks. Yeah. I stopped uh, to I woo. don't know you. <laughs> That's the excuse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. Maybe, maybe he's talking. He says, maybe he means like he's stopping to talk to a woman named Woo. <laughs> yeah, that's the... <laughs> I stopped to woo, and uh, I get the same excuse every time. Sorry, I have a boyfriend, or sorry, I'm in a rush. Well, both legitimate excuses. People are busy. Some of them have boyfriends. Some women even ignored me completely. Uh, it got really bad. This weekend, I decided to talk to over 150 Asian women, which ended horribly. And I'm sure they were all very special to him, you know. I love that he's like mad at these women because they were nice enough to even give him a bullshit excuse. Like they didn't have to say the only reason they told you they had a boyfriend is because they're afraid you were going to bash them in the face. I had to. He says this ended horribly. It's back to Mr. Talented's uh, blog post of June 7th and it's entitled Rejected Too Many Times. So uh, this is criminal blogger now dead. Mr. Talented Tyrell D. Shaw manufacturer of bow ties i guess there is a greater enemy society than a blogger criminal it's a manufacturer of bow ties <laughs> criminal blogger a bow tie is always a mistake i disagree i think a bow tie can look very nice the right kind of person. in what circumstance like that you're a 
a black Muslim. If you're an aging economist or yes. uh, <laughs> popcorn or, salesman. Uh, yeah, an artisanal bartender. Yes. Uh, <laughs> if you're in a barbershop quartet. Yes. Uh, if you're in a Three Stooges short, perhaps. If you're a Chippendale yeah. dancer. Um, <laughs> there are many situations. <laughs> For the average man, a bow tie, usually not a good idea, unless maybe if it spins around or something. Uh, he says, I had to punch a white dude in the mouth for kicking me. Uh, and the, he says, I followed two Asian girls around Soho just to see why their lives are 10 times more important than a black man's in America. What? Unfortunately, that didn't end well. <laughs> I love it. It's like, I've talked to 1500 women. It's like, that already means you're crazy. <laughs> like the fact that they all rejected you. I don't even need to hear whether how they responded. The fact that you talked to that many women like yeah. that you don't know yeah. already brands you as. Yeah, that was in the other story. And this one is 150 just in the weekend, That's just in a weekend. He says, uh, it didn't end well. By the end of the night, I really decided to fight my battle using violence. Humans don't understand me. I see tons of Asian women walking around with white men, and I never understood how they even made it on a date. If I'm just, I'm trying so hard to just get one number. I've been rejected so much, I feel absolutely numb. Tonight was the night I realized that humans found racism popular. Now the whole world hates me because I'm African-American. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That's certainly, uh, I think we've all felt this way. (laughs) And black and black America collectively says, you're not helping. (laughs) Ixnay on the act play. Hey, you, isn't there an elevator shaft you should be in right now? (laughs) Do it. Oh, wow. He's, what I want to know is... He's is, definitely absolutely numb now, isn't he? <laughs> he's saying, I'm so numb. Is the name Mr. Talented now available again? That's what I want to know. No. Has <laughs> it, it gone back into circulation? I think it's still up, yeah. He, he claimed that he had enough blog posts loaded up and pre, uh, you know, like, what do you call it? Like, to the dates, I guess. Yeah, post-dated or post-posted, post I guess. Post-posted, yeah. That he was going to be posting from the grave for, for a, a while. I hope so. But it'll still be like all 2015 stuff. Like what's up with Iggy Azalea? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't believe it up here in heaven. None of these Asian bitches will talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot of them surrounded by them. These Asian women. I think there's a lot of Asian women in heaven. I don't think Buddhists believe in heaven, but you think they're okay. Yeah, I guess not. <laughs> it's a, it's a, maybe, maybe, maybe it's heaven to them, to him. Cause there's no Asian women. Yeah. There. He's, a, he's a, I've had it. He could have just tried a different ethnicity. These stuck up angel bitches. If there's <laughs> angels, will not talk. Angels really hate the black man. I'm sorry. I already have a harp partner. <laughs> I tried to yes hand that. I I've been fucking it. God. <laughs> Asians. I mean, angels. Anyway, so around 8 p.m., the guy says, this is from the blog post, Mr. Talented. I realized I would have to use violence in order to get the response that I desire. Uh, by starting an independent civil war. Oh my God, my nose. Let me give you my phone number. (laughs) (laughs) I changed my mind. Uh, By starting an independent civil war where I will hit over a million Asian women in the face with a stick will change history. And this is the way he's written the sentence. This is not me being stupid. By starting an independent civil war where I will hit over a million Asian women in the face with a stick will change history. 
I don't know how the Asian, how was I supposed to uh, like start an independent, an end what's an independent an civil? <laughs> <laughs> it's an independent one, not sponsored by anybody. Yeah. I'm doing it on my own. Fuck you people. Uh, he says the Asian women, I understand that Asian women are afraid of African American men. And most of the time they, they never even touch the skin of a black man. I have no choice, but to react this way, no choice. I think There's you only do you have a choice. <laughs> that's literally the definition of a choice. But you do have a choice. <laughs> Everyday people hurt my feelings, and it's not fair. Yeah, yeah. The butcher, the blogger, assaulter, and then makes no difference what group I'm in. <laughs> There's a yellow one that won't accept the black one because his blog is so dumb. <laughs> we got to live together. Different strokes for different scrotes. Well, truthfully, I feel much better after hitting an Asian woman, he says, in the face uh, with a steel rod. It was the greatest achievement of my life, he said. His greatest achievement of his life, hitting an Asian woman in the face with a steel rod. How can a guy who's achieved so little still call himself Mr. Talented? Like, what is he basing (laughs) that name on? Because... (laughs) You've seen those ties? (laughs) Yeah, they're like dice, and Mm -hmm. there's one that said Barack Obama. Yeah. Not helping. Scrabble. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was in in Canada. The same thing was happening to me. Asian women all over the city would reject me. I'm going to talk to a few more Asian women before I start my strategic plan of using violence instead of sex and peace (laughs) in order to continue living my horrible life. He's switching to violence instead of sex and peace. Okay, well, he's dead now. Uh, so here's my plan, he says. Every Asian woman by herself must be hit in the face. I may even take a, a photo before hitting them. The reason is because I don't think Asian women like me, and that specific one or two or three uh, may have never met me. Man, this guy's nuts. He says, uh, so I think it's brilliant to give Asian women a legitimate reason to hate me. Yeah. They don't hate you. They don't think about you, period. (laughs) No one hates you. I mean, they may hate you after meeting you. Yeah. Well, he he dead. Yeah. He dead. And, uh, you know, by the way, a 20-year-old, Manuel Israel, was arrested and charged in a 36-count indictment. That was back in April that included six attacks on Asian women. And he was a purse snatcher who merely focused on Asian women because he considered them vulnerable to attack. That's a different deal. That's a different deal. That's uh, that's a guy who, who who is attacking Asian women for a logical reason. You're right. I mean, there's at least some. Yeah, I, I mean, that, you know, yeah, it's uh, like right, stealing right. somebody's watch who's in a wheelchair, or like, okay, you might it might be wrong, but it's like you can at least logically understand the thinking behind it. Yeah, like 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 butt fucking an old man or something, you know? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> you really brought that into a weird place. I, don't, I had that's to. a big leap. <laughs> yeah, I know. You're uh, right. Gay ramming them, or is that what you, you called gay it? Ra- gay, gay, <laughs> gay ram them with a stun gun. I, old men hate me. Uh, <laughs> they, they won't uh, talk to me. So I would like to play uh, a track off of your CD at the conclusion of the show. This is uh, off of the album, The Gorgeous Mosaic. It's all about New York. Uh, no, you, it's not on an album. It's not? You have to record this. Are you here. joking? No, What's it's not. I, I, don't, I mean, I'm going to record it at some point, but I don't have a recording of that. You Whoa, have to something off the fun no part. Idea. No, and it's just... Off the fun part. Okay, yeah, yeah. well, great. We'll do something off the fun part. It, when, when, That's my latest. Um, the, 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 with The Gorgeous Mosaic, my hope is to, to do a small theater run in New York and then hopefully record it, but that's probably months or a year away. Listen, I'm going to help you out. Um, and, uh, you know, like, this is a, this is an offer. It's just a... But, you know, let's see, because Colin Quinn kind of stole your thunder a little he, bit. You know, Jerry Colin Seinfeld. Colin Quinn is great. He probably, he like, to do his own he, show. He heard the rumor <laughs> about Finney. He felt the rumble. I, I saw him at your quick. show when I came to see your show, by the uh, way. I, I paid, paid real money to do that, too. Paid money, bought a ticket, that sat in the true. audience like a sucker. 
and and didn't regret it afterwards. Some fucking rube. But and here's my here's my offer. Like uh, Seinfeld's directing for Quinn. I will direct if it will get it made. If it's going to like give you some prestige to kind of compete with Colin Quinn. That's a very. You don't have to answer right away. Okay. Can you give me a few years yes. to get back to you on that? <laughs> Who knows? Things might take off for me. Uh, good having you on the show. We'll play Thanks something off me. of, uh, it's called what? The, the good, fun part. The fun part. Mm-hmm. Christian Finnegan. I want to say if, if you are in New York, uh, my wife and I own a performance space in Astoria, Queens. Do you ever? Uh, yeah. Yes. Well, it's uh, my wife's space. I say it's our money. It's her place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's it's called Q- QED. Uh, QED Astoria. You can check QEDAstoria.com. Lots of shows classes parties fun stuff uh please come and buy many beers yeah do that it's a great it's a great venue i really enjoyed Thank you. it I, the, when i was there it was um uh, we did a show it was a, it was like a dirty show or whatever and, and and people came out for it it was a lucas Connolly show on a saturday it was a great audience and you guys had already had another show so mm-hmm. we were you know like came in after that it's good you vibes there, man. yourself and it really is and qed yeah. qedastoria.com so easy to get to as well i mean i like that mm-hmm. you know, i mean there's no like there's, there's no guessing on which stop you get off on it's the last stop on the end <laughs> And, and that's the end of that. Go to the Facebook page, uh, the New York City Crime Report with Pat Dixon on Facebook. If you want to see some of the stories, I always post shit there. It's fun. Support on Patreon if you'd like. You get bonus content, extra episodes sometimes, and you get a lot of other information filling stuff out. Sometimes you even get stuff a little early. You get an episode a day or two early. That's fun. And uh, do that whenever you get an opportunity. Uh, CrimeReport.nyc is where you can find all the shows. This is the worst part. You yeah. said that was the fun part. Is the name of your CD? This is the, the worst part, part. The unfun part. Yeah. So listen to this. This is from Christian Finnegan's comedy album, The Fun Part. That's coming up. Christian, thanks again. Thank you for having me. Yes. And thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. I actually got to go to Australia to do comedy last year, which is a lot of fun. Ah, oh, Australia, great country to visit if you're concerned that you have a drinking problem. <laughs> Like, I don't know if you are aware of this, an Australian is just an Irishman who's been left out in the sun for too long. That's, that's how they make Australians. They don't have babies like the rest of us. You take an Irish person, you just airdrop them in the desert without sunblock, and like six weeks, just like, oi, oi, oi. They sort of melt into Australians. It's a strange phenomenon. But it was nice to go to Australia because there's no pressure to speak a second language. I was in Western Australia where a lot of people don't even speak a first language. It's like, oh, I don't know what weird sounds are coming out of your mouth, but I refuse to believe information is being conveyed at all. Right, mate? I don't know. Those weren't words. There was not one consonant where you just said. This is a string of vowel sounds, you weirdo. Listen, I don't think it's bragging to say I legitimately believe America is the greatest country in the world. I do believe that. Sure, why not? I will say this, however. It is possible we may be entering our Michael Jordan on the Wizards period. Right, right? Like, it's not over, but... Run the numbers, we are still number one in the league by percentage points. <laughs> if it's like 10 seconds to go in the fourth quarter, who are you giving the ball to? Fucking Bangladesh? No, you're giving it to America. <laughs> you let America go ISO and you hope for the best. 
but no one would sign America to a 10-year contract right now. <laughs> Our knees are fucked. <laughs> Don't get upset. I can see people getting tense. Don't. When people say America is going downhill, I say good. Downhill is the fun part. <laughs> Who doesn't enjoy going downhill? That's when you get to stop pedaling. We spent 250 years sweating our balls off going uphill. Now we get to relax, you get the breeze in your face. This is awesome. <laughs> Enjoy the decline, people. Come on, we'll all be dead way before things get really shitty here, right? <laughs> Got 30 years to coast. Fuck the next generation, I don't care about them. People act like the day America is not number one in the world, then overnight we're gonna turn into like Haiti or something. It's not, I'm sorry Haiti, but it sucks to be you. Nothing personal. That's not how it's gonna happen. We may not be the best forever, but we're not gonna all of a sudden become the worst. We'll slide into the middle of the pack, like a Belgium. <laughs> Doesn't seem bad, right? When's the last time you heard anything bad about Belgians? Or good for that matter, you don't know anything about them. They are belging it up, these people. As far as we know, they're just watching old Van Damme movies and dipping their fries in mayonnaise, right? Doesn't seem like a bad gig. Or maybe America will turn into one of those like resort countries, you know what I mean? Like a, like a Barbados or a St. Lucia, where it's all tourism-based, you know what I mean? It's just steel drums and toucans flying around and every six months a white girl disappears. Like one of those countries, right? <laughs> Then all the people from the new superpowers will spend their vacations here in America. Like, oh, Chen Li and I just got back from the United States. It is so cute there. Everybody is so far. <laughs> we could be an upscale Samoa if we try hard enough. <laughs> Dare to dream, people. Is it over?